of uh, love. He's full of truth. And I think that sometimes we can see God in a way of uh, this God in heaven ready to condemn us and ready to strike us when we do something wrong. <laughs> but some, but but some of us, and sometimes we don't remind ourselves that God is also a father. He's also a loving God. He's also full of mercy. And he is also a God that doesn't give us what we deserve. And sometimes we can be so quick to be hard on ourselves when God is not even being hard on us. And um, his character shows that he's not he's not trying to harm us. He's actually just trying to love us. But the issues that we have in our own hearts causes us to push him away when he wants to help us. So it just shows how good God is and and how and how um, how we are and why God is trying to get our issues out of our hearts so we can love him in a better way. So just wanted to state that this morning. Uh, we're going to get right into it. We're not going to, uh, I'm not going to try to be too long before you today. Um, today's message, uh, we're going to be dealing with uh, the same, the same um, series that we've been on for the last couple of weeks. We've been talking about communication and how a lot of us, because of our backgrounds and because of our experiences, we have trouble interacting with other people and we have trouble with um, really getting involved in the church. You know, God may place you in a church or you may be here, you may love Fire Realm, but you find yourself having a hard time with getting involved and and really connecting with other people and, and really reaching out and saying, hey, I need prayer or something like that. And it's not that those it's not that the new people that God has placed in your life are bad. It's that some of us, because of our past issues and the things that we have went through, it's hard for us to accept the new thing because we still are thinking the same way we thought last year or two years ago or three years ago. So so you'll find that, and that doesn't have to even be in fire realm. You find that in many different churches, in many different places, all across the world. Some people have really went through some hard things. And they take those same feelings, those same attitudes, and they take it out on other people. And they take it out on the new people that God has placed in their lives. And the new people are like, hey, I didn't even do anything to you or... You know, are you okay? You know, what's what's going on? And when you really get down to it, it has to do with the the issues that we have. So we're on a series dealing with communication. I encourage you to go ahead and um and download this download the series. It's absolutely free on our uh on our website, firearmglobal.com and to join us also at six thirty um at our meetups, this meetup, we have our meetups currently in 2018, October, 
What's today's date? Today's the 14th. Uh, we're at FIU campus. Uh, if you need further information, just contact us either through the website or the number that was provided. Or reach out to us and uh, we'll give you the details. But I encourage you to get connected. You know, don't be on the outskirts dealing with life and situations by yourself. Allow people, the new people that God has placed in your life to get involved so they can pray for you. So they can pray with you. So you won't be by yourself in the battles of life. You know, so that's why God has his church. Um, So today we're going to deal with communication. But the title of this is called Fellowship and Communication. All right. Fellowship. And communication. I encourage you to take notes. It's so important to take notes when you're hearing the word of God. Or when you're hearing messages like these. Why? Because you're not going to remember everything. And not only are you not going to remember everything. If you want to become skilled and an expert in anything. It's important to study. It's important to go over your notes. For example, if you're in college. You don't just go and listen to the professor for four hours, Monday through Friday, and think that by the time next week, Monday comes, you're going to pass the test because you listen to everything. It doesn't work like that. What do you do? You sit in the class. You take notes. You go over your notes at home. Then if you need some help, you may get a a, a classmate and say, hey, can you help me? Because I know the test is coming and I can't remember all this information at one time. So can you help me as a study guy? Well, that same principle, some of us, you need to apply to your spiritual life. The reason why you can't remember what's, what was preached last sermon or the sermon before that is because you're not taking notes. You're not going over those notes. You're not, you're, when you need some help in, in, in your spiritual life, you don't really reach out and say, hey, pray for me. You know, hey, can you, well, what does this mean in the Bible? Or, you know, I'm having trouble. You don't do that. But yet you think you're going to be an expert in your spiritual life. It doesn't work like that. You got to start taking notes, going over those notes because a test is coming. What is that spiritual test? It's the test of life. Life has a way of sending things across your way that you didn't prepare for. Life has a way of sending things across your pathway that if you're not careful, you can end up failing at life. So, so that's the, uh, the, 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 so that's, that's the thing. And, and, and I wrote this down, which is the first part of this message. I'm going to be targeting some issues that we have. Uh, for I'm, I'm going to be preaching the word, but I'm going to be targeting cert- certain issues so we can see how this is relevant to everyday life. All right. Now, here's the first thing about we're talking about relationships and things like we're talking about relationships. Right. But here's the definition of what a relationship is. The definition of relationship is the way in which two or more concepts, objects, or people are connected, or the state of being connected. 
when you hear about a relationship or you hear myself or my wife, we talk about relationships, my wife, Golden, uh, we talk about a relationship, for example, some of us automatically think it has to do with a boyfriend or girlfriend. Well, we don't preach that. We don't preach about, we don't, we don't, we're not talking about boyfriend and girlfriend. We're talking about a relationship with any person, a relationship with your mother, father, sister, brother, co-worker. You know, your interaction, how you are connected to people. That's what we're talking about. And and the thing is, we're going to see in the scripture, the first time you ever see a relationship in the scripture. All right. So it's, it's important if you want to know, if you want to know how something, how someone got somewhere, right, in their life, at a, in their lives, at a broken place in their lives, you first got to look at the beginning. If you ever want to see how, why something end up a certain way, look in the beginning. So, so we're going to look at the beginning of the first time in the word of God you actually see a relationship. First time. Well, the first time you see it here, it's 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 in the book of Genesis. Let me read down what I what I what I got from from um from uh, um a, a quote from what someone's what, what what they say about the beginning of a relationship. It says right here, and this is I quote. This is a quote from the beginning of creation in Genesis to the end of times in Revelation. God refers to himself as us or our O-U-R and thus describes the doctrine of the Trinity. Well, let me, let me this is going even further. The first time you actually see a relationship in the Bible, it was with God. The Bible says in Genesis chapter uh, 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 1 verse 26 this is what it says. This is what God said. Right? It says, Then God said, Let us, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, make man in our image, according to our likeness, not physical, but a spiritual personality and moral likeness, and let them have complete authority over the fish of the sea, the birds of the air, the cattle, and over the entire earth, and over everything that creeps and crawls on the earth. So I'm reading the Amplified Version. In some of your Bibles, you may see that it says in the big, you know, then it, 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 in Genesis, for example, it, one one it said in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. But when we look at when we hear God, right? A lot of us think of God as one person. He's not. God is not one person. God is actually three persons, but, but, but they move as one. For example, some of us, when you study the scripture, you'll start understanding more about God, right? When you hear God in the Bible, in Genesis chapter 1 verse 26, he said, let us make mankind in our image. Why did he say us if God was just one person? So we see that God is not just one person. He's three persons. Who is he? You got God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. I like to put it this way. The Father thinks it. 
The Son speaks it and the Holy Spirit moves with His power to cause it to happen. Let me give you another example, another scripture to prove what I'm saying to you. Matthew chapter 28 verse 19. We see the Son, God the Son, coming on the earth to save mankind from its, from, from its sin. To save His creation from His sin. And He even spoke about the Trinity. When you hear the word Trinity, that a lot of times you'll hear it in the church or, or, or Christians, they'll talk about the Trinity. The Trinity is a, is, is a word that describes the Godhead, which is Father, Son, Holy Spirit, God. That's what they use to describe the th- God in three persons. Tri means three. Uh, niti, unity comes. If you take out the I and put the U, you got unity. So, so you know, you can kind of see why they use the word Trinity when you look up that word. But this is why, this is where uh, uh, Jesus, I'm sorry, this is where Jesus talks about the Trinity. God, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Matthew 28, verse 19. This is what it says. He was talking to his followers and Jesus said, Go therefore and make disciples, which means followers, of all nations. Help the people to learn of me, believe in me, and obey my words, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. So I'm reading the Amplified version of the scripture and we see again Jesus is even talking about the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, God in three persons. All right. So so even Jesus knows about this. So the first time we ever see a relationship in all of history, it started with God. Now, why is that so important? Because in order for you to realize why we're in the mess we're in today when it comes to relationships, you got to first start in the beginning. I got news for some of us. It wasn't always like this. When you see the chaos going on in our world, you see all the betrayal. I heard someone say this morning through the, uh, 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 through the, 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 the testimony of the prayer, you know, that, uh, Lord, thank you that it wasn't much bad news this week, you know, on the TV. But, but his, but, but, but that's, that's great. It wasn't much bad news. But how do we get to the place where all you hear is bad news every single day to the point where you got to pray to God that you don't hear bad news on the TV? How do we get here? Well, God has something to say, and that's what we're learning about today. And some of us, because of the chaos that you've dealt with in this wicked world, it's even hard for you to even function in life because of all the craziness that you've seen. So let's get into this deeper. So so the first relationship we see is with the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Why is God, if you notice... Why didn't Jesus, when he prayed the prayer, say God? Say God, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Why did he say Father? Because if you notice, there's there's a relationship that a father and son has. 
There's a connection. There's an intimacy. There's an understanding. In other words, in other words, before man existed, the fathers loved the son and the Holy Spirit loved the father and the, 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 the son loved the father and the son loved the Holy Spirit. I mean, I mean, it was this awesome relationship that they had and this love for each other that they said, you know what, we, we, you know, we, we got to share this love with, with, with someone else. Let us create man. So. Let me go even deeper here. So here it is. God creates man, right? You see it in Genesis. Some of us, you should really take the time and read Genesis. I mean, it's amazing. It's, it's amazing. Just to let you know. I mean, you, you, some of us, we, we, we like soap operas, right? We, we, we love all these, nice, we, all, all these shows. But if you really start praying, Holy Spirit, show me in your word. What, ge- what, what happened in the beginning And you start reading the book of Genesis From 1 all the way to 5 you, you, you start to really see How we all got here So God creates man, right? And everything was all good I mean, they chilling They're in the garden of Eden Eating pomegranates. I mean, if you, I don't know if you know what pomegranates is, but if you don't know what that is, think about, you know, some of us, you like watermelons. They, they had all the watermelons you can eat, you know, all the strawberries and, 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 you know, fruits and vegetables. I mean, they, you know, that's all they really ate. And something happened in the garden of Eden and sin came in. What happened? They disobeyed God. And then sin came into this world, right? Now, now for time's sake, we're going to go ahead and, um, and just, and, and I want to show you this. So God created the heavens and the earth, and we see that sin came in in Genesis chapter 3. But we're going we're gonna to see each step of how, from step one all the way to where sin came in and what was the result of sin. Genesis chapter one, verses one to three. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty Darkness was over the surface of the deep and the spirit of God was hovering over the waters. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. Okay, so so we see here that. God, we see, we see the Holy Spirit moving on the face of the waters. So we can, so, so that shows that the Holy Spirit was right there, you know, and, and, and that's how everything got created. Now let's hop over to chapter four, verse nine through 10. What happened was, was this, when, 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 uh, sin came in through Adam and Eve, Adam and Eve had two kids. They had Cain and Abel. Cain and Abel were brothers. And Cain was jealous of his brother because God uh, favored more Abel's offering than Cain's offering. It's not that he loved him 
love them both more or less. It's just that God favored Abel's offering because Abel gave of the best of his offering. Then Cain. And Cain got angry and moved in envy to the point where he, he did something. And we're going to see what he did. Genesis chapter 4, verses 9 through 10. Then the Lord said to Cain, where is your brother Abel? I don't know, he replied. Am I my brother's keeper? Then the Lord said, what have you done? Listen, your brother's blood cries out to me from the ground. So, so here's, so we see here because of jealousy, envy, and sin, we see that Cain end up killing his brother, his own brother. And this is where we see the first murder that ever existed in humankind. Now picture this. Imagine how God feels. Here it is. He creates man. He's like, he's all excited because he, you know, God, the father, the son, Holy Spirit has, has someone they can share their love with that can interact with them, that can talk to them. I mean, they're having a great time with man, Adam and Eve. And then sin comes in, separation comes in, and then you think that, oh man, it couldn't get any better than that. They already disobeyed God. Now someone gets murdered. So imagine this, because some of us, you know, you, you've probably seen this before. Um, you know, you probably saw those shows where this, you know, these people, they kill all these people, right? And, and it seems like they get away. But actually, they, they don't get away. Why? Because... The very earth itself that God created, when a person is killed unjustly or unjustly, the Bible says that the person's innocent blood will cry out to God for justice. I, I, I want to put that out there. So some people that, they, that, that, that looks like they're getting away, actually is not. Because there's a God in heaven. You know, I was watching this thing. I was watching this thing. You've probably seen it before. Uh, uh, I shouldn't have survived. Right? That show. And it was amazing to me that these people was... You, you should check out that show. These people, they get lost or they shouldn't have survived in some certain circumstances. Right? They fell in a cave or, or, or something like that. They were lost in the woods. Right? And it was amazing to me. That, that here it is, the very earth, the trees, the ground, the water has the ability to kill a human being. It, it, it's amazing to me. I mean, I saw this one guy, he was lost in the jungle and, 
Vultures were ready for him to die because he was starving and he was trying to st- survive and eat bugs. And there were bugs that was that had carried diseases that that fed that feed feeded feeded off his blood. And there were bugs that latched onto his skin and took a chunk of his skin. And 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 the very water he tried to drink from leaves had bacteria in it, and it caused him to throw up. And he started hallucinating and seeing things. And I was like saying to myself, he didn't get murdered by anybody. He didn't get killed by anybody Why is it the very forest Is trying to kill him And then the Holy Spirit showed me that Because of the fall of man And how God cursed the ground That, 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 that the very ground and the earth itself Cries out for justice Because of way back of what Adam did in the garden When he sinned against God And then I begin to find out that all these shows I was watching, all these episodes, each person, they didn't get saved in the forest, in the ocean until they started praying. It was amazing to me. I mean, some of these people didn't even believe in God. I mean, when you looked at what happened to them, they were alone out there in the forest or alone. So this guy was, was trapped by, you know, in the midst of a volcano and he got lost at night. Nobody could find him. But, 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 but it was amazing to me how when all these people who didn't even really believe in God like that started praying, all of a sudden they get found. And then I begin to understand that even the earth itself testifies that man needs to be restored to God. And that when there's injustice like Cain, that, 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 that Abel's blood even cried out to God. So why am I saying all this? Because we see here with what happened with Cain, we see the first murder. The first betrayal, uh, uh, the first separation, backstabbing. You know, you, you some of us, you heard that song, backstabbers. They, you know, smile in your face, always want to take your place. Backstabbers, ooh, ooh, ooh. Right? You probably heard that song, right? Well, that person who wrote that song, believe me, they got backstabbed so many times. They said, I got to put this in a song because I'm sick of these folk out here. <laughs> you know? Here's, a, here, here's what also, not just the first backstab, but also the first envy, jealousy. In other words, Cain wanted what Abel had. And so all of what we see today in our society today, this is where it started, guys. This is all where, where, where it started. The jealousy, the envy, the separation, betrayal, it started here. So let me hit my next point. Relationships, and I wrote this down, relationships, friendships, family, marriage, it all started with God. It wasn't man's idea. It was God's idea. And God never planned for it to be this way. The world that we see today, the jealousy that you experience, the envy that you've experienced. Some of us, you've been backstabbed. You've been betrayed. You've seen situations of people who've gotten murdered or, 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 or separated. You saw 
families get divorced or you probably seen your parents get divorced. You've been through all this stuff and you're like, this world, God, is so wicked. I might as well go ahead and be just like them and be wicked too. Because I'm sick and tired of always being used and abused by people. But here's the thing. What happened to you in your life, it wasn't God's fault. It's the result of living in a wicked world that thousands of years ago, you see, it didn't start with you and I. Thousands of years ago, someone made a choice, Adam and Eve. They made a choice to disobey God. And because they disobeyed God, they allowed sin in. And sin brought murder. Sin brought betrayal, separation, jealousy, envy. And that's why people can't stand each other. That's why you got betrayed. That's why when you were faithful in that relationship, that God cheated on you. That's why when you was faithful in this relationship, that female cheated on you with your best friend. That's why when you, when you, when you try to give your all to someone, they said, I'm going to take your money and backstab you. And you end up singing the song, backstab us. And now you feel like you want to backstab somebody Because you've been backstabbed your whole life And you're tired of being hurt You're tired of being in pain And you say God I might as well be like the world too Because I'm sick and tired Of being used And abused So God didn't plan for this to happen But here's what God did So So in the midst of all this God said I can't give up. I can't give up on my creation. I can't give up on, on, on you know, Jason. You know, Jason Hunt. He, can't, he didn't give up on me. You know, God said, I can't give up on, 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 on this person or that person. Put yourself in, in this category. Just say your name and say, God couldn't give up on me. When you was out there in your betrayal, in your sin, in, in doing whatever you want to do, sleeping with whoever you want to sleep with, messing around with whoever you want to mess with, being sneaky and hiding and thinking that no one else sees what you're doing behind the scenes. You lying, you cheating, you stealing, you, 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 you bearing false witness. You're saying, God, I, I, I repent today on Sunday, but on Monday you sexing somebody, you cursing, you lying, you doing everything that you want to do. But God said, I can't give up on you. And so here's what God did. Let me prove it to you what God did. Why, he, why I can prove that he didn't give up on you and I. Well, I wrote this down. God sent his son so we can be restored back to him and be a family under Jesus Christ again. Remember, in Genesis, God had a family. Adam and Eve was chilling out with the Father, the Son, Holy Spirit. You know, they was like, God, I got this question. And God, I got that question. Lord, Lord, I don't understand. What you got to say about this Holy Spirit? What you got to say about this Father? And, and they were chilling out. They were hanging out. I mean, they, I mean, they were just vibing. Right? You know, put in today's terms, right? But... Something messed up the vibe and God said, I can't vibe with you no more. I can't, I can't chill with you no more. Why? Because, because sin got in our relationship. But yet some of us today, we kind of do that same thing. We want God to vibe with us and we want to hold on to the things that God hates. So, so God, 
He didn't give up on us, right? And he sent his son and now we can be restored back so he can vibe with us again. Amen. <laughs> but let me prove it to you. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 1 through 10. I'm going to show you what God did to restore us back to him and the state that we were living in when he decided to do this. Actually, God, before you were even born, God knew you was going to be wilding out. God knew you was going to be not caring about him. God knew you was going to be kind of hard-headed. He knew I was going to be kind of prideful and don't want to hear. I don't want to accept no God and do my own thing. But before I was even born, he still made a decision to say, I want to save you. I want to restore you. See, it had nothing to do with what you and I did. It has everything to do with he, what he already did 2,000 years ago. Let's see. Ephesians chapter 2 verses 1 through 10. As for you, you were dead in your transgressions and sins. In which you used to live when you followed the ways of this world and of the ruler of the kingdom of the air, the spirit who is now at work in those who are disobedient. All of us also live among them at one time, gratifying the cravings of our flesh and following its desires and thoughts. Like the rest, we were by nature deserving of wrath. But because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ, even when we were dead in our transgressions. It is by grace you have been saved and God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus in order that the coming ages in order that in the coming ages he might show the incomparable riches of his grace expressed in his kindness to us in Christ Jesus for it is by grace you have been saved through faith and this is not from for from yourselves it is the gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast. For we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. So it's you can't get more clearer than that. God said, to put it in a nutshell, hey, you were messed up. You were doing whatever you want to do. Matter of fact, you were on your way to hell. You were serving the devil. And some of us, you, 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 even though you were serving the devil and doing whatever you want to do, you, some of us try to put a little Jesus on it. You know how we do when someone asks you if you're Christian? Uh, you say, yeah, I'm Christian. But when they look at the way you live, you, you live in just like them. <laughs> you know? You know, some of us we we like to put a little a little uh, 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 whipped cream on our mess. 
You know, that's what we that's what we wanted to do. In other words, you you were in some mess, but you know, you didn't want your mess to look too bad to people, too bad to God. So what you did, you put a little whipped cream on it. You know, you put even though it smut like doo-doo, like dog doo-doo, the way you were living, you 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 say, you know what, it's it's not like everybody else. Let me put a little whipped cream on my mess. And so when someone comes to me, I say, Yeah, I am Christian. Or for or I go to church. See, that's what we do. And God is like, you want me to accept your dog doo-doo looking life because you put whipped cream on it? No, it's not going to work like that. And God said, no, you deserve wrath. You deserve hell. You deserve to be eternally forever separated from me in the lake of fire forever without any hope. You deserve it. And you're like, God, what did I do? Well, God said, your great, 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 great granddaddy, Adam, disobeyed me. And because of your great, 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 granddaddy, I got to punish you. Because I need, I need to, I still see some sin And you're connected to Adam and I still see some sin there. And and you're like, you may have been like, but God, I'm a good person. And God's like, that's not enough for me, for, for, for your sin to be washed away. And you're like, God, but I gave to the poor. I mean, I went to church and God's like that. That's, that's not enough. And, and you, and you ask God, oh Lord, but what is enough? And God's saying, I need some blood. I need someone to die for this sin. And guess what happened? Jesus Christ said, pick me. I'll take the I'll take the place. I'll take the punishment. And that's why you're able to be saved today. It's nothing you did. See, some, see we don't realize something. And, and why am I hitting this so hard? Because we're talking about relationships here, right? But you got to see what God did for you to be restored back to a relationship with him. See, You and I were supposed to die. But what happened was Jesus took our place on the cross. And I encourage anybody to go watch the movie Passion. If you want to see how God really feels about that sin that you played with in your life. Look what Jesus had to suffer and go through on the movie The Passion. And you can get a glimpse of what of what God wanted you to go through. In other words, he wanted your back whipped open with some, with some, uh, uh, on that whip, some metal pieces uh, uh, connected to it. And he wanted uh, about 20 lashes on your back that ripped off your skin. That's what, that's what uh, uh, God wanted from you. God wanted from you uh, uh, for some nails to go through your hands to nail to a tree, butt naked. That's what God wanted from you. God wanted from you to to, 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 to die an agonizing death. And, 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 and he wanted you to go through that. Why? Because he wanted that sin that was in your life to be paid for. The Bible says the wages, the reward of sin is death. That's what the Bible says. And but but here's the good news. Jesus Christ took your place. Do you know why I don't why I don't mess with that cursing and that lying and that old woman or that or, or that old lifestyle? You wanna know why I don't do that? 
Because the, the, the sin that I messed with, that I played with, that's what Jesus Christ took the punishment that I should have received for. Uh-oh. Some of us, you don't realize something. The very sin that you play with, do you know Jesus Christ had to suffer an agonizing death for that sin that you're playing with? Do you realize, I mean, I mean, understand this because this is very important. That means when you stand before God and God see that you still decided to play with that sexual sin or that that cursing on that line, whatever that sin is, you still decided to play with it. God said you got the when you stand before God, which you will, he going to look at you and say, you have the nerve to use my son's blood. And use my son's suffering on the cross as a license and as a pass for you to continue to sin. You must have lost your mind. And God will say to you on that, on that, you know, I keep telling people this. Put together all your most scary movies. You won't have how terrifying it's going to be for God to say these words to you. Depart from me. I never knew you. And a lot of people live like that. Sadly. But, but he went through all this because of love. He suffered and died on the cross be- for, 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 for you to be restored back to his family because of love. Now, here's the, well, now check out this next point. Even though God did all that for us. And you know, some of us, you know, we, we come into Christ and we say, Lord, thank you for forgiving my sin. Thank you, Lord, for, 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 for bringing me into into your family. I mean, you forgave me for my sin. But I wrote this down how we take the same old mentality though and fam in our uh, and family, friendships, relationship issues in the church. In other words, some of us, you know, you love God. You you you're like God, you know, I'm in your family now. You know, thank you for forgiving me of my sin and thank you for, for accepting me. I realize that I'm forgiven and thank you, Lord. But but you notice some of your the old way you used you used to think and live, you're starting to bring that in the house of God. And that's not supposed to be. And that's a sign that you need to ask God, Lord. Get these things out of my heart. Why am I thinking like this? Why am I operating like this? Here's an example. Some of some people, when they come into Christ and they get saved, they say, Lord, I want a man, Jesus. I want a boo, Lord. I need me a bay. Right? <laughs> you know, they want to put the hashtag, you know. You know, they look at the Instagram and the Instagram drive. And they're like, Lord, I want to put bay on my Instagram, Jesus. Come on, Lord. I need me a boo. Right? That's the first thing they think of when they come in the house of God. And God is like, oh my goodness. What what am I going to do with my son and daughter? (laughs) So God sends someone or sends a message to preach to them and say, you're not ready for a relationship. And that person's like, God, why? And, And God says through his word, because you're not mature enough. Because you don't even understand what true love is yet. You don't even understand that that I'm I didn't I didn't save you to get a relationship. I saved you for me. 
Why are you more focused on a relationship with somebody else when your relationship with me is not even tight? That's what God is saying. So, so if you, so, so for some of us out there, if you want to know if you're ready for a relationship, just look at your relationship with God. Is your relationship with God tight where it should be? There you go. Here's another point. We have murderers in the church. In other words, in other words, we come into the church and you're full of hatred. You hate everybody. You hate somebody because of their skin color. You hate somebody because of how they look or you're not, you don't really vibe with this person. But really and truly, do you know when you operate in hatred, you're operating the same characteristic that Cain, who is the first murderer in the Bible, operated in? I don't know if you knew that. For example, 1 John chapter 3, verse 11 through 18. I can prove it to you. This is what the Word of God says concerning having old mentalities and bringing some of those old mentalities into your new life with Christ. Remember now, this stuff started in Genesis. And some of us, even though you're saved, yes, you're Christian, yes, you're saved, yes. But the issues of that's in your heart that's connected to the world and how you used to live, it's still in your heart. So though on the outside you're in church, on the inside you didn't get the world out of your heart. Let me show you what I'm talking about. First John chapter 3 verse 11 to 18. For this is the message you heard from the beginning. We should love one another. Do not be like Cain who belonged to the evil one and murdered his brother. And why did the mur- when why did he murder him? Because his own actions were evil and his brothers were righteous. Do not be surprised, my brothers and sisters, if the world hates you. We know that we have passed from death to life because we love each other. Anyone who does not love remains in death. Anyone who hates his brother or sister is a murderer. And you know that no murderer has eternal life residing in him. This is how we know what love is. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us and we are to lay down our lives for our brothers and sisters. If anyone has material possessions and see a brother or sister in need but has no pity on them, how can the love of God be in that person? Dear children, Let us not love with words or speech, but with actions and in truth. Now, notice what the scripture said. I mean, it's very clear and plain. Notice that the scripture says that if you don't love your brother, in other words, in other words, Cain murdered his brother because of jealousy, envy, 
in his heart, he was he was gossiping and and was and talking about his brother in his heart, like, oh, I can't stand him. He think he better than me, you know, because he got a better offering to God. He think he's something, you know. I hate that brother, you know. I'm uh, I'm uh, you know he think he you know I can't vibe with him, you know. That's all what Cain was saying in his heart. And some of us, even though you're in church, you still slander and talk about people behind their back. You gossip, you have envy, jealousy. The reason why you can't have successful relationships with others is because you still have these issues of that's, that's in your heart. And that's a form of hatred. And that's the same type of hatred that Cain had. And you may say to yourself, oh, but I ain't no murderer, I ain't killing nobody. But God said in his word, if you hate someone, God said... According to my standard, you're a murderer to me. Uh-oh. See, some of us don't realize God's standards are higher than human beings' standards. You may look at somebody and say, oh, they're a good person, but God can see their heart. God can see their heart and say, oh, they're a murderer. Matter of fact, the Bible goes even clearer and says, if you look at a woman with lust in your heart, for example, we're talking about the area of lust of perversion. If you look at a woman with lust in your heart saying, oh, you know, I would love to sleep with her. You're looking at her private area. The Bible says you already slept with her, according to Jesus or him. That's what the Bible says. So some of us may need to get the area of our uh, sexual sin and cravings under control with the Holy Spirit. God, God is not okay with the fact that, that um, I give you an example. When you, when you sleep with somebody before marriage, do you know you put that person in a position of sin against God? And here's the thing. If you're putting that person in a position of sin against God, that means you're putting that person in a place to separate themselves from God and... Go to hell. How can you say you love someone and you're putting them in a position to be in danger of separating from God and going to hell? No, you don't love that person. What's the truth is you love pleasing yourself so much that you're willing to murder someone's soul to get what you want. That's what's taking place. So. So, it's important to understand that, see, God didn't, see, that's where all these issues that we have, see, it boils over into our relationships, it boils over into our relationships with each other, it boils over into the church, and that's why some of us or people have issues with the church even today. They say things like, oh, the church, I, you know, I can't vibe, you know, it's full of all fake people and they always gossiping, talking about each other, they ain't real. That's where all those issues come from. See, they're blaming God when it's really not God that's doing this. It's issues that we are not allowing God to deal with in our relationships and our mentality that's causing others to see God in a way he shouldn't be seen. Let me show you another scripture that shows you even deeper how... How, how, how deep this even goes. I wrote this down. The only one who causes separation is Satan. If you're having trouble with another believer. 
or somebody who's a Christian and you find yourself talking about them behind their back or you hate them or you got an issue with them. That's not God leading you to do that. Do you know that Satan is not far from you when you live like that? I can prove it to you. The devil is not far from your life when you choose to think and operate in this type of way. Because God didn't, God, if you look at what the scriptures we just mentioned today, God wasn't the one that made that stuff up. He was nowhere to be found when this stuff was made up. It was only the devil and sin. So 2 Timothy chapter 2 verse 25 to 26, I'm going to prove it to you. How the only one who causes separation in the church is Satan, the devil, Diablo, if you want to call him. Second Timothy chapter two, verse 25 to 26. Opponents must be gentle. Opponents must be gently instructed in the hope that God will grant them repentance, leading them to a a knowledge of truth and that they will come to their senses and escape from the trap of evil who has taken them captive to do his will. Now, in other translations, it say who is taken captive by the devil. I know we say it says evil, but it, it, it's uh, in most translations, it says the devil. Now, notice that evil, the devil, has taken this person captive to do its will. So, so the man of God, a woman of God, the servant of the Lord must pray for that person Because they don't really see what's going on spiritually. Do you know some people who choose not to, who, who, for example, they they say things like, you know, I don't want to go to church because there's too many fake people out there. Or I don't want to serve God because of this. Or, you know, I don't want to get no prayer because of that. Do you know the devil is not too far from them? He's not. Some of them, they don't even, they're saying this in their minds. But they don't even realize that it's the devil that's giving them that way of thinking. That it's spe- he's speaking to them. He's saying things like, you can't trust these church people. They're just like everybody else. Or I've had this happen to me. You know, um, this, you know I've met people that they don't even know me. They don't know my background. They don't know what I've been through. They don't know my love for God. They don't know nothing like that. But they come to me and say, oh, I don't like, I don't like Jason. No, I don't like you, Jason. You know, I'm like, what I do to you? And then I find out that it's because of their past experiences. And it has nothing to do with me. But because of what they've been through in the past and Satan speaking to their hearts, saying things like, oh, don't trust him. You know, or, you know, or he can't be trusted. And I'm like, I mean. You know, I'm not even that type of that type of brother. You know, one thing I don't do, I don't spread people business. You know, I I I, I ain't fake. <laughs> you know, I I'm I'm I've never been like that. I'm not even wired like that. Matter of fact, the way I used to live in the world, if you weren't down with how I was living, 
you know, I cut you off from me or, 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 or you know, I'll check you. You know, when I was drugs, alcohol and gang activity and doing all these different things. I mean, I, I, I was willing to die for what I live. And if you weren't living the way I'm living, then you need to step. Get from around me, bro. That's how I was. And I'm the same way today, but except I'm for Christ. In other words, if you're not living the way for Jesus, I'm going to kindly tell you, hey, you know, I can't really, I can't roll with you like that, man. I love you, bro. Or, you know, sis, you know, I, I, you know, I love you. I got love for you, but, 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 but I can't, I can't get down like that because I'm changed. You know, so I, I, I made a decision to live for Christ and when I look at people, or some of us, when you deal with people, it's not necessarily you that they have a problem with. It's that the devil has taken them captive to do his will and not trust people anymore. They've been through so much in the world that they can't open their heart to anybody anymore. Or for example, you'd say, hey, let me pray for you. And they say, uh, I'm, I'm all right. I, I'll deal with it by myself. Well, I don't need your prayers. Get, get, get your Jesus from away from me. The reason why people are treating you this way is because not from what you did, but it's because of this wicked world that they live in that they have been so betrayed. They have been so backstabbed that they don't trust anybody anymore. They don't, they don't want anyone to get close to them anymore. And even in the church, sadly, in a lot of our churches today, nobody can trust anybody. Everybody's gossiping about this person, that person. In other words, uh, you can't tell Sister Bobo about your business because you're afraid that she's going to tell your business to Sister Nini. <laughs> you know, you can't tell your business to, 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 to Tyrone. You, who you think was your bro in the Lord? Because you think Tyrone gonna tell gonna tell Junebug your business. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's crazy out here in the streets, right? <laughs> but 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 here's the thing: because these people decide to make decisions to live that way, and to live like how Cain lived in the Word of God, doesn't mean everybody's like that. Doesn't mean everybody's going to betray you. Doesn't mean no one's not going to support you and pray for you and love you. Don't blame your past or don't allow what you've been through to be taken out on the new people that God has put in your life that will love you. That will pray for you. That will be a real family to you. Do you know what the Bible said? David said in the scripture. David said, if my mother and father forsake me, the Lord will take me in. Why did he say that? It's because David seen that even his own family rejected him. And if you look closely at the life of David, that's what happened. His own family rejected him. But you know what? God, God gave David a new family. I preached it one time. Uh, 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 you should listen to that message. Uh, friendships, godly friendships. Uh, uh, friendships in the kingdom. But 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 he gave David a new family. Who he gave David? People like Nathan and Gad. People like 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 all these men in the Bible, Joab. You know, all these 
all these great friendships that David had. And God can give you great friendships as well. So here's the last point, and I'm going to close here. We see the fall of man trying to sneak into the church as well. And trying to destroy the church as it was in Genesis chapter 3. So we can see that our churches today, the churches, some of us, you've been through, you've been through some mess in churches or you, you, you can't trust pastors or you see some craziness in these churches. Don't blame God for this stuff. What happened was they allowed the same heart that Cain had to get into their heart and they allowed the world and how the world operates with betrayal backstab to get into their hearts and they brought all this into the church. And here you are, you know, uh, an innocent person just trying to get close to Jesus and you walking into a den and a, and a whole party full of wolves. I mean, some of us, you got ripped to shreds. I mean, I mean, you was around a bunch of wolves. You thought these were your friends, even in church. And they end up betraying you. Some of us, they end up cheating. You, you even got cheated on. In other words... In other words, you were dating some girl in the church and she cheated on you with another person who called himself a Christian. One of your brothers or, or, or your sisters in the Lord or you told someone your business and next thing you know the whole church know your business. And you're like, how this person know my, I only told one person and you're like, all these church people, they all fake and phony. That's what happened to you. And you're blaming God and you're blaming the new people who God has placed around your life. For what all, what what someone used what someone uh, uh, did to you and how and how what you experienced in your past. Don't blame them. We live in a fallen world, and sadly, we have allowed the world to get in our churches today. You know, I'm gonna be real with you. I'm gonna be honest with you. Even though as a pastor, I'm a man of God. Yes, but I ca- I gotta be real with you. A lot of the, a lot of churches out here they they they're not li- they're not preaching the truth. They're not living for God. We got some. We have pastors out here that's sleeping with someone else's wife. We have prophets and people out here, evangelists that that that's only about money. We got people out here that 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 that, that are deacons and uh, and, and, and 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 deaconess or whatever title you want to give them, servants in the church, and they molesting these little boys. In other words, you got these grown men touching little five, six, twelve-year-old boys in the Catholic Church. You know, you got these nuns, you know, these grown women uh, fondling these young women and molesting them in the church. And God is like, in heaven, don't blame me, I I didn't do this. Don't take it out on my true children who's living for me. They didn't do this. We live in a world that has allowed what's in the world to be in the church today. And you better know the difference. 
You got to know the difference. You can't be out here talking about, oh, you know, I'm going to church, but you don't know the word of God. You don't know no scripture. If I ask you to quote 10 scriptures, can you quote it to me? And if you say no, you in trouble because guess what's going to happen to you? You're going to be deceived and you're going to be the one that's going to walk into a bunch of wolves and they're going to tear your behind apart. Because you don't know the truth of God's word. Don't be like what the scripture, and I'm going to close here, Hebrews chapter 10, verses 24 and 25. Here's what God doesn't want you to do when it comes to relationships. When you come into the house of God or you're saved and you, 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 you're a Christian and you're living for Jesus... You need to understand something personally. Let me just get to it here for a sec. Hebrews chapter 10 verse 24 to 25. All right. It says, let us consider how we may spur one another or encourage one another on toward love and good deeds. In other words, the scripture is saying encourage each other so you can do good things for people, you know, you know, so you can love others. And here's what verse 25 says, not giving up meeting together. As some are in the habit of doing. In other words, some people, they got saved. They say, they said, you know what? I'm going to give up going to church. It's not important for me to be a part of fellowshipping. It's not important for me to be a part of, you know, getting to know other believers in the house of God. And they have developed a habit like that. And they don't realize that attitude that they have is an attitude of separation that doesn't come from God. It, it's, it's coming from their old mentality and the world. Why would God have you live a life of not wanting to, to chill out with other believers? Why would he do that? It doesn't make any sense. God wants you to, to, to fellowship and get to know other believers so they can, so, 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 you know, to pray with you and things like that. And, Reaching out. And it says here, but encourage one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. Meaning that Jesus Christ is coming back. The day is approaching. Encourage each other because we're living in the last days before Christ returns. I'm going to read it. I'm going to have my wife read uh, uh, the, the, a different translation. 24 and 25. And let us consider how we may spur one another on toward loving, on toward love and good deeds. Let me do um, King James Version. Okay. And let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works, not forsaking the assembly of ourselves together as is the manner of some, but exhorting one another, 
and so much the more as you see the day approaching. Now, why why did I read a different translation? Because some words really stick out more than others in in, in, in the translations. And because I wanted to highlight, I wanted to highlight something where it says in some translation, it says the assembling of the brethren. That means the assembling of the church, the house of God, the the bread brethren mean the brothers and sisters in the Lord. You know, some of us in the world. You used to love hanging around with your homeboys or love hanging around with your friends. Now when you come into God, you don't want to hang with nobody. You you don't, you don't want to do you know, you don't you 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 don't want to chill with no no Christians. You know why you don't want to chill with any Christians because somewhere in your heart you still like the world. Somewhere in your heart you still vibe with those old people. Knowing that the way that they live is just like Cain. They talk about jealousy. They talk about uh, 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 envy. You know, they talk about how they don't like this person, that person. Oh, girl, did you see this and see that? How can you enjoy that conversation if you really have been changed? Some of us, you need to get it right. Because that's why you're not able to get closer to God. Because God sees the filth. And the garbage that you still have in your heart. And he doesn't like it. And he wants you to get it together with him. See, another sign that you want change and that you're willing to change is you recognize that, man, I need new surroundings. I need a fellowship with new people. You know, I need, you know, one of the things we do here in the fire room and even those that you're not a part of the ministry, you know, we... The door's always open. We hope you will become a part of it. But uh, we meet up, you know, at 6.30. You know, we meet up. We, we're actually, we're having a field day coming up um, real soon. Next week, Sunday. Next week, Sunday. You know, a time of fellowship. Get to know one another. Chill, laugh. Some of us, you know where to be found. You know. You, you, you don't want to hang out. You don't want to talk about the word. You don't want to really be involved. Why? Because you like hanging around with, 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 with Cain's people. And why did I say Cain's people? Because Cain can't vibe with righteousness. Cain in the Bible, he murders those who live righteously before the Lord. Cain in the word of God is full of hatred. He hates seeing someone else really living for God. He don't really like to talk about the Bible. He likes talking about gossip. He, Cain loved that. That's why he killed his brother. And some of us, like First John said, you living a life just like Cain and you don't even realize it. And God is looking at you saying, do you know you're a murderer? And you're like, God, how? And God's saying, you're operating in a characteristic that's just like Cain, who was the first murderer in the Bible. And you don't even realize it. Some of us, you got to get it in order. You got to get this together. Because I got news for you. When Jesus Christ returns for his people, and he brings his people to heaven, he's not going to allow that behavior in heaven. I, I'm sorry, sorry to tell you. 
He's not going to allow your gossip in heaven. He's not going to allow the fact that you, you, because you got an itch between your legs and you want to sex somebody. He ain't going to allow that in heaven. It's a messed up thing to go to hell for a penis or vagina. It's a messed up thing. I guarantee you, you know, I heard this story so many different times. I mean, it's just it's crazy. You see it on the news. Don't take my word for it. Look at the news. You know, I seen this young girl. She, 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 what, 21 in a car with another man hang around with him because that's her boyfriend and the whole car gets shot up. Bullets all through the car. She looked like Swiss cheese after they were finished. And she wasn't even living that type of life. But I couldn't help but wonder if she went to church last Sunday. And God tried to tell her, let go of your boyfriend. And she thought it was a game. And she thought she had all this time to serve God. But she didn't know that the devil had a plan for her that very week to take her life. And the very area God was telling her to let go. She held on to that same area. Till she held on to it. As it was sinking down to hell. So. So that's so you know. It, it, you know it's a blessing. You know this, this is a message I know. We're talking about. Uh, 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 we're talking about communication. But 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 some of us you really had to see today how really deep this really goes and how it's important for you to say that God help me, you know, and to not just pray, but to make decisions, make better choices with your friendships, make better decisions and say, God, I'm going to I'm going to embrace these new people. I need a, I need a new environment. I need I, I, I need to embrace the new people you're putting around my life. I need to embrace the newness because the old is really it's getting old. I'm tired of the drama, Lord. And let me tell you something. God, he's so good and gracious. He'll make sure that when you look back at some of the old places you used to be, you'll say, Lord, what was I thinking? Why did I let, why did I let that relationship go sooner, Lord? I mean, why did I let this friendship go sooner? I mean, have you ever been there? You know, you ever separate yourself from an old relationship and you're like, Lord, how the heck did, did I even fall in love with that? I mean, I mean, this brother, he, he had stank breath. It looked like he missing a tooth. You know, it looked like he don't even brush his teeth. How the how I was in love with him, Jesus? Or, or, or that woman you were with, you were like, Lord, how the heck, Jesus? I didn't even know she was caca, Lord. You know, or, or whatnot. Or, or, or or you, 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 with your friends, you're like, Lord, I didn't even know this. This person was broken. They would even, I mean, they would even try to take my last dollar, Jesus. I thought they were my friend, Lord. I mean, uh, and you said, and you see, and you see them, I mean, almost just struggling, getting evicted here and there. And you're like, God, thank you, Jesus. I thought that person was my friend, but really, they was really after money. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> Let me tell you something. I've been there. And God is so good. And and guess what? He still loves those even those old people. That's why he wants us to even pray for them so they can get out the foolishness and and walk into the newness that you're walking in. So so we always want to take this time. That's the word for today.